How about that? My throat is cleared up, Al. I'm ready to go. It was a long day yesterday. There's a million things to get to. My head's about to pop off my shoulders. I'm feeling good this morning, my friend. How you feeling? How great is this? How great? I don't even know where to start. I honestly <laughs> don't know where to start. And we got more games coming up tonight. Uh, obviously, with football back in full effect. Um, you know, listen, the USC pride that I showed <laughs> on Friday yeah. doesn't look as good today. Uh, but there's, there's, look, we got a lot of time here, a lot of time to get into a lot of things. Look, I can be difficult under the best of circumstances, but yeah. when I'm right about everything over the weekend, that makes me particularly feisty I'm come just, Monday morning. Listen, I'm just frustrated <laughs> because what I was hyping up was the equivalent of, really, you can say Clemson winning their national championships <laughs> – Alabama, what they've accomplished in the last 10 <laughs> just years. Just the same thing, exactly. I thought, I just personally thought after week one, and you look at those rankings, that USC was at number 14. There's <laughs> nothing stopping the Trojans. Unfortunately, well, down 29 at the Coliseum <laughs> might kind of stop things a little bit. Yeah, there, there's there's plenty of things stopping the uh, Trojans, in particular their head coach, which we'll talk about coming up in a little bit. We're going to get to Max Scherzer's 3,000 strikeout. We're going to talk about Clayton Kershaw pitching where tonight. Where the hell do we start? Against, I, I don't know where to start. I do. We start with Matt Stafford. Travis okay. Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you want to participate in the show today, you know how to do it. You'd participate on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. The Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right. Look. There was pressure last night. There was a lot of expectations. There was, from the moment they showed Jared Goff the door and said, hey, buddy, you are the problem. You need to go. We're going to bring in somebody else. It was, well, you better be right. You know, you just took a guy that's been to the playoffs three times in 12 years and hasn't won any playoff games. You know, he threw a lot of interceptions too, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Matt Stafford, last night's Lee at SoFi Stadium, which, by the way, was popping just mm. absolutely popping last night it was full it was loud it was exciting we'll get to that coming up as well but Matt Stafford did exactly what every Rams fan my hand way up in the air mm -hmm. was hoping he would do and that is he looked poised he looked polished he looked confident and he looked completely in charge of that offense last night and the Rams put it on the Bears from really the opening of the game all the way through the end, never in doubt because Matt Stafford is a real NFL quarterback. I don't know if is it – I want to make sure that it's the right word used. You said a lot of pressure coming into yesterday's game. Sure. I, I, I get it. I understand the this is the first game of the season. It's the first time Matt Stafford is obviously representing the Los Angeles Rams. It's a nationally televised game. It's a 5 -third. Yeah, it all all these unbelievable games – uh, throughout the day, and then you have this as the final game, kind of the premier matchup on Sunday night. Not pressure yet. I mean, I, I, I want to hesitate on this because, listen, he was fantastic. Let's not sugarcoat anything. 20 to 26, 321, mm -hmm. three touchdowns, mm -hmm. big-time plays. Three plays in, he's already throwing 60-plus yards uh, for a touchdown. He had another, um, um, uh, what was it, 56 yards, I want to say, uh, to, to Cooper Cup. Yep. So he did exactly what 
you need him to do. I, I, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to week three against Tampa, how much I'm looking forward to when they have games at Seattle, at San Francisco. You get some of those NFC West matchups, but what an unbelievable start if you're the Rams. So you mentioned the things that he did do, which were incredibly impressive. You mentioned the 321 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was only sacked one time. But what he didn't do is more important. And there wasn't a moment last night, Al, where he dropped back to pass, he's looking down the field, and in your head you're thinking, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, or no, 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 or oh, God, what is he going to do? All of those things that were basic elements of a Jared Goff offense. When Jared Goff would drop back, he'd be like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, get rid of the ball, and he'd stand there, and he'd stand there, and he'd stand there, and then finally someone would hit him and the ball would come out. Or he'd throw a duck and it would get interception. Or he'd airmail a receiver. It was nothing but, oh, no, oh. There wasn't one of those moments last night. It was hilarious. Emily and I and Kirk are sitting in the press box last night. And on the Damn first right road you of guys Van- are. Say again? Damn right you guys are. Oh, but Send at that press box, SoFi Stadium. That place is so ridiculous it is just over the emily got lost i'm surprised she's even at work this morning she got turned around on her way out of the stadium which we'll get to coming up in a bit but that first throw to van jefferson third play of the game 67 yard touchdown it literally there's like a ripple down the press line like oh yeah that's a little different Yep, that's something we haven't seen before. That's the offense that we've been hearing about that we really haven't seen for quite some time. It was that pop play, that explosion play, that play, the chunk yardage that we're talking about. Mm. The Rams had more touchdowns over 40 yards last night, last night, than they did all season last year. Mm. Okay, so this, 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 well, look, Goff wasn't that bad. Goff, yes, he was, and yes, he is the problem. Did you see the highlights of that Detroit game? The the way that it ended. Okay, they get the ball, they got one more shot. Stand <laughs> there, stand there, stand there. I almost came back, but let, let's be realistic here. They were down how much? 30? Yeah, it was terrible. Mm. Terrible. They, 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 but it was all of the bad stuff, and then you watched Matt Stafford later that night, and it was all of the good stuff. And look, there's a long way to go. It's one game out of 17. But if they continue to get better, if they continue to get sharper, if they continue to improve in all facets of the game, defense, special teams, and the offense that we're talking about, that team last night looks like a Super Bowl team. It looks capable enough to be a Super Bowl team. You have somebody that's running the offense that you don't have to squint and say, hey, you know, if we can just find a way to keep him from making that big mistake. It's none of that. It's just like, is that a Super Bowl team? Yep, sure is. Definitely. No guarantees, of course, but it, it has all of the elements of a Super Bowl team, and in particular, a quarterback that looked competent. So there's there's a difference between, you know what's going to happen, Trav? A couple weeks from today, there'll be a few teams out there that are 3-0, and and they're going to start thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, we got a shot. We got. I mean, look, we're a really good team, and then they probably won't make the playoffs. Like That happens in the NFL. That's not unheard of. The Rams are different because if the missing piece, and again, what does this ultimately mean? It means the first test of the season looked fantastic, Mm -hmm. right? They looked sharp. They looked ready. They were hitting deep plays that they never really, you know, that's a part that was certainly missing last season, but also there was some restrictions to doing that. They looked great in that first test. But I think why this is different is because, 
the expectation is you've accomplished already a lot and you didn't have that good of a quarterback with Jared Goff. And by by the way, you know, I I hope this happens as the season progresses. We stop bringing up Jared Goff. Like it is what it is. He's gone. It's impossible not to Al, because he, when you see those throws last night, yeah. You see the throw that he makes to Robert Woods. You see the throw that he makes to Cooper Cup. You see him do that boot out and buy himself some time, step into the pressure, feel the rush coming. Every time he does something good, you're like, yeah, we didn't have that. Yep, but, we didn't but have that. This, is, this, so is why, this is why I hope it stops coming up because it's not like that trade went down and there were a lot of people saying you shouldn't have traded for Matt Stafford. You know what I mean? It's not that, it's not that people are sitting back today saying to themselves, should have kept Jared Goff. That's why I'm saying I, I hope that just becomes more and more distant. And whatever he does, and I'm talking about Stafford, and whatever play call Sean McVay can have now that, let's say, he wasn't able to do back in the Goff days, I hope that just becomes more and more distant because reality is this is – it's a different – you know, he will add a completely different element to what they had before. And I could tell, you know, from you, there's nobody else um, watching Rams as much as you have and covering them. Was he better than you thought? Was he exactly what you like? If, if I if I told you coming into the game what your expectations were on Stafford, and then walking away or doing the post game yesterday, did he did he surpass those expectations, or is it exactly like you thought? I'm trying not to be a bombastic, hyperbolic talk show host where you just you know everything's the best you've ever seen, everything's the worst you've ever seen. This guy goes to the Hall of Fame. This guy sucks, and he needs to go away. But it honestly surpassed my wildest expectations. It really I expected him to be good. I so what, expected what, him what? Mm-hmm. I, I expected him to have the big arm, to be a good athlete, to do all of the things that we knew he could do in Detroit. But what I did not expect, or at least I was hopeful but unsure of, was is he going to have complete control of that offense? Is he going to know exactly where all the moving parts are, where the soft spot of the defense is, where the protections are coming from? All of those little things that make a good quarterback a great one, he had them all. Hmm. There, was, there, was, there, was, there wasn't a moment last night where he said, oh, okay, you know, in a month they'll get that cleaned up and it'll be a little better. Oh, this is something that McVay does that he doesn't quite have his hands around. Everything looked – He put it to you this way. It looked like he'd been playing in that offense for multiple seasons and not one game. That was the that was the expectation that I thought would have been an A plus. I was thinking maybe you get a B plus or an A out of the gate. He gave you an A plus, and there were no oh crap moments. Don't do that. It was a brilliant performance. You expect if he threw an interception yesterday, you expect that. If there were some plays where you're like, okay, yeah, they definitely are miscommunicating, or somebody's running the wrong route, like you're you're waiting, mistakes are going to happen. It's not like this guy's coming back for his fourth year with the Rams. It's not like they, um, you know, obviously have a uh, hundred and or two hundred reps together. And I'm just talking about him and the offense. So I, I could see it from that perspective why you can easily be walking away Monday morning listening to the show and you're a Rams fan saying we have a legitimate chance to get back to the Super Bowl because of the quarterback that we have. They absolutely do, and it was on full display last night. Now, that's one part of the equation from yesterday. The other part of the equation was at Dodger Stadium where Max Scherzer was what, – what's better than brilliant? What's, you know, it was just short of perfect. perfect. He pitches eight No, no, innings. no, he, he was perfect. I, no, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Hosmer got the little double. It's not, not perfect, but as close as you can get without mm-hmm. being perfect, right – 3,000 strikeouts. Only 19 guys in the history of the sport have ever had 3,000 strikeouts. He joins their ranks, and it sounded like this was one of the final outs in the World Series. Check this out, Al. Has the one. 
I mean, that did not sound like a September 12th game against a San Diego team that's really struggling on a guy who just got here five minutes ago. Sounded like Sandy Koufax putting the finishing touches on a perfect game. Let me let me stop here when you say he wasn't perfect. He's been perfect. He's been perfect since July 29th. He came at the trade deadline from the Washington Nationals. Trav, he's been Perfect. I don't know what else you can ask for from a big-time pitcher who's done it before, who's won a World Series, who came to a team that, you know, you and I, this is becoming more and more apparent to both of us. This was not the rich get richer at the trade deadline that you thought the Dodgers, it's more important for him, for, for the Dodgers to keep him away from other teams than it is for him to come to the Dodgers. No, Max Scherzer has been un. Believable since he joined the organization. I'm going to throw a couple numbers at you here. He's 6-0 since he came. He has a .88 ERA in eight <laughs> starts. Okay, It's almost um, as high as Cody Bellinger's batting average. That It's very close. They are both competing. <laughs> They're back and forth. He did Why'd get a hit to do this that? week. He, Why'd you he got have a hit? to do that? I'm very excited. He got his first extra bait hit in a month. He got his first hit of the month. It's very exciting to be Cody Bellinger right now. Dodgers are 29-12 and since Max Scherzer came to the Dodgers. And, of course, Trey Turner has something to do with that as well. But, Trav, you know, I I know you, you can't use the word, you can't throw the word perfect around loosely. Tell me what else you want Max Scherzer to do for the Dodgers. And you know why that crowd was so loud yesterday? It wasn't because they had so much respect for somebody who's been in the league for a long time and got his 3,000th strikeout. It's because what he's done for the Dodgers since he's been here. There's also this level of this dude, yes, we know how good he is coming in. He's been perfect. I, I don't know what else you say about Max Scherzer. Well, they're going to need him to keep doing it. That's, I mean, they're going to need him to keep doing it because there was something else that happened this weekend, Al, that I want to get into that I was not pleased about with the Dodgers, that they just simply have no control over. But another week has gone by. We'll get into that. Plus, coming up in about a half an hour, we're going to talk about what happened to USC this weekend. Just an absolute debacle and where they go from there. That's all straight ahead. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing that for a while. My raspy, absolutely line that uh, didn't come out great this morning. Was I was, no, I was still I, excited, I, I, didn't have a lot of sleep. It, it happens. What are you going to no, do? I, I disagree. I think that's strategic on your part. I think you do that sometimes to throw everybody off. Now Chris is running promos with even you, <laughs> even more of you on there. It's it's pretty impressive how you do that, the mind games you play, Trev. <laughs> I'm operating on a whole different level. So Amanda was standing right next to me uh, yesterday. We're doing the pregame show right out in front of SoFi. If you're coming to a Rams game uh, in the next seven home games, make sure that you pop by. We're right out in front of the lake um, in front of the SoFi Stadium, the American Airlines Plaza out there. It's before a Before you go spot. any further, could I yeah. just – are you walking around SoFi, $5 billion stadium? How far is your chest out knowing that you're doing the pregame show, 
You're doing halftime. You got an update at the end of the first and third quarter too or no? Oh, duh. Of course how I long, do. But how long are they? I just want to know. One minute apiece. You said 30 seconds last time. Are you lying to me right here? You No, to it's get one minute. Juice? If I said 30 seconds, I was wrong. They've always been one minute. Okay, because I do one minute uh, during Laker games. I, <laughs> thought I, I thought I had an edge on you on that one. Um, but how, how good does it feel that you're just rolling around arguably uh, the greatest – uh, you know, greatest stadium ever built, and you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I do the pre-half and post. It's not arguable. It is the greatest stadium ever built. Pe- you, people are walking around there yesterday, looking around like, oh, my gosh, can you be- – bunch of people came up yesterday, and I'll give you a little little bit of – so I was going to tell you, Amanda was standing right next to me, so I'm not making this up. This happened. Mm-hmm. Guy comes over, where's Sliwa? Where's Sliwa? Where's Al? I said, well, this is the pregame show. Al's not on this. I he love how I have Lakers to come with you. I have to come with you even for Rams pre. Like, <laughs> right. I don't even go on air. I just have to be there. <laughs> just just hang out. And, and, I, and so I'm chatting with this guy, and he says to me, you know, my favorite, you know what my favorite part of your show is? And I'm, no, what, what's yeah, your favorite of part of our show? Uh-uh. He goes, Ask Slee. I love Ask Slee. His girlfriend's standing right next to him, and she gave the most aggressive eye roll I've ever mm. seen him. Like, she was so over hearing about yeah. Ask Slee. He and I were super fired up about it. She was completely over it. It was, it was a highlight of my day yesterday. Doesn't that say something that she's getting? His girlfriend's <laughs> giving a dirty look. Probably the same look I give you when you're like, guess what's coming up next? <laughs> well, it's coming up. What do we got coming up tomorrow? It's coming up in uh, 28 minutes. That's when it's coming up. 28 minutes from right now. So we got a little ways to go. But people were very excited about the show. People were very excited asking where you were, both at Hollywood Park Casino last night, too, for the postgame show that I do. All right. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Dodgers were fantastic this weekend. They got three borderline perfect pitching performances from their three guys. Urias win. Dodgers only had four hits. They win anyway. That's how good the pitching was. The next night, Dodgers get four hits again. They win anyway because that's how good Walker Bueller was in game number two on Saturday. And then yesterday, Max Scherzer, we talked about it, 3,000 strikeouts, near-perfect game, just lights out. He's been amazing. Can't ask for much more, except if you look up, the Giants have won seven in a row, Al, their longest winning wait, wait, streak wait. of the season. you got to slow down for a quick second when you Why? go through those first three pitchers. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Urias. Yeah. How many runs do you give up? None. None. Euler. <laughs> right. One bad pitch right. to, to Tatis, and he gives up a two-run homer. He gave up two runs. And Scherzer gave up. I already said perfect nothing. Yeah. So you're telling me between those three pitchers, you gave up two runs over a three-night span, and Dodgers win all three games. Yep. And now continue your point. And we're still two and a half back. You're still not anywhere closer than you were last week. You fired your three bullets again. They all landed. They all hit the target. complain about this weekend. Not complaining about the weekend. I'm saying that the weekend's gone, and they're not any closer. Okay. We're down to 18. What were we talking about? Hey, we got 28 left. Well, now you got 18 left, and you're no closer. You can only continue to say there's plenty of time okay. for so long. I'm there gonna, isn't plenty of time. Can you do me a favor? Next Dodger home game, I want you in the dugout asking some questions, and you can ask this question to Trey Turner about the Giants. Mm-hmm. Take a listen here when he was asked yet again about the San Francisco Giants. Okay, Trav, first of all, you're 100% right. Yes, only 18 games left. That every time you win or you have a great series, you know what the Giants are doing? They're one-upping you. Yep. Or they're or they're making sure that they're at least playing to 
um, you know, their expectation, whatever the expectation that is, best record in Major League Baseball right now. But I, I thought it was interesting what Trey Turner said because there's nothing they can do about it. They had their chance, right? If, mm-hmm. if really the point you're trying to make is that you're not as much paying attention to today, you're paying attention to what happened a week ago, a week and a half ago, where you lost two or three against the San Francisco Giants. That part I completely understand, and I get what you're referring there. But here's the reality. If the Padres and the Dodgers play each other in the wild card game, Chad, the Padres aren't going anywhere. They're just not. And I understand the the risk of a one-game playoff, but they are so outmatched and outclassed by the Dodgers that even if it gets to that one card, play, one wild card playoff game, anything can happen. All that stuff, they're just not going to beat them. And I think these last six games against the the Padres is a perfect example. Padres can have a pretty good game. They're not good enough to beat the Dodgers. And whether the Dodgers are playing the Reds or they're playing one of these other teams, if they are in a wild card, it's going to be the Dodgers and the Giants in, in a set that's unfortunate is going to be that early in the playoffs. Well, I hope you're right, but there's a whole bunch of things that can go wrong between there and now. Um, number one, like you said a minute ago, it may not even be the Padres. Padres and the Reds are tied right now. They're they're in exactly the same spot. They both got 18 games to go. Cardinals well, one game back. Yeah, so it it may be somebody that we're not even talking. The Cardinals, you know, we saw what Adam Wainwright did a couple of weeks or last weekend, early in the week, um, and he beat the Dodgers basically by himself. So there's that. That's one part of it. And I get what Trey Turner is saying. I get what he's talking about when he's saying let's stop talking about the Giants every single day. He said that actually specifically to you. <laughs> That's fine. And I hear him, and I get what he means. And then, then I'm glad that he's a listener. It makes me feel good. That's said, all Where's Travis? Fine, he's a, where's, where the dandy. hell is Travis? He's at the Rams pregame. Just relax, We don't Trey. have to talk about the Giants necessarily, but what the point is, you could the Dodgers conceivably could win these last 18 games and not win the division. They need help from the Giants. They're going to need the Giants to lose some games. This isn't, hey, as long as we take care of our business, everything's going to be fine. You're not two and a half up, you're two and a half back. So it's impossible to not talk about the Giants. Here's the other part of it. When you look at these games, and we're down to only a couple of handfuls of them, right? We're down to 18. This is why losing two or three games to the Colorado Rockies a weekend or two ago was such a disaster. The Rockies are terrible. The Giants take, took care of their how about business splitting? The how about splitting against the Cardinals? Well, hold <laughs> Amen. You're reading my mind. We've been doing this together long enough now that you know where I'm going. This is why when Dave did what he did on that afternoon game in St. Louis where he basically played half the team was such a terrible, terrible decision because that's one of those days where you had an opportunity, if nothing else, to gain half a game, mm-hmm. to, to put a half a game in and at least get something. You're three Instead, games, by the way, in the loss column back. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in Thursday's the day, right? Thursday's the day that the Dodgers are off and the Giants play. So that's your opportunity to get a half game maybe one way or the other or lose a half game. This is why Dave is so frustrating to me because this idea – he sits Seager down. Well, he needs a day off. Um, You got three weeks left, dude. Hey, you know, uh, we're going to need Chris Taylor's going bad. Oh, okay, fine. You've got three weeks left, dude. There isn't enough time to do this stuff. Now, let's not worry about the Giants. Okay, but you only have 18 games. At some point, what the Giants do is almost more important than what the Dodgers do. I hear everything you're saying. I hear it all. 
They're not losing in a wild card game. They're just too stacked. Don't I don't know what you don't want to tell you. Don't even put that out in the universe. Trav, I don't even. Please, I Trav, need, I'm going to need here's you. Here's the problem with the Giants. No, here's yeah. the problem with the Giants. Okay, <laughs> if you're looking for help, they got four against the Padres that look. Uh, I want to actually give you this because this actually, you know, could play kind of. I guess you could say with the the trade deadline where. Um, Scherzer ends up with the Dodgers. Dodgers twenty nine and twelve since the trade deadline. Padres are fourteen and twenty three. Doesn't look any better. Okay, it doesn't look any better. Look moving forward. So you got they have four against the Padres coming up. That's the San Francisco Giants, uh, and this these are all home games. Then you got you still have just to kind of play this all out. They have ten games total against the Padres left. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, maybe that that maybe that plays to their advantage or to the Dodgers' advantage because the Padres are still in it, but they still got Colorado, they got Arizona. I mean, I don't know how much I don't know how much more help you're going to get from the Giants. Let's put it that way. They need to lose a handful of games, not not two handfuls, but they're going to need to lose a couple because Al, unlike you, I I am never ever ever going to say they're not going to lose a wild card game. Will they be favored for sure? Will they likely win? Yeah. They gave up likely. two runs with three different pitchers over yeah. three nights, and that's without Kershaw. Adam Wainwright. Walker Bueller last Sunday against the Giants going up against a bullpen game. It is not as far-fetched as you think. It is not. This isn't football or basketball where, you know, the favorite team is going to win more often than not. This is baseball where the favorite wins about 60% of the time, which means they lose 40% of the time. Not saying it can't happen. Just uh, just kind of know. I don't know if you're going to get that much help from the Giants the rest of the way. Straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right. Like I like to say, I'll ask Lee mm-hmm. coming up about 15 minutes from right now. That's at 1040. Can't wait to do that. But dun, 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 dun. Can we get, can we get the that? music on? What? Look, if they don't care, What's I the don't latest care. rankings? Wait, 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 wait. Let's, <laughs> let's not. I don't want to do this right now. I think... I think there's a lot of people giving Stanford a lot more credit that SC uh-huh. might have actually moved up in the rankings. Well, I think we can they all agree. They might have moved up. <laughs> I think we can all agree that a Stanford team that didn't get into the end zone until the fourth quarter against Kansas State is clearly one of the best teams in well, the country. Well, Kansas State's got to be top three right now in the country. I haven't looked at the rankings. <laughs> yeah, they're do number you, one. Do you uh, Number feel... two is Iowa State, and number three is are the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. SC's football program is nowhere. I can only imagine the people lining up outside the Coliseum right now waiting for week three. If they don't care, I don't care. I'll explain it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 (laughs) ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I feel like this is done to troll me. I think like New this rankings was done are out intentionally. Yeah, where where are your Trojans, Al? According to the AP top twenty five. Okay, they're not in the top five. <laughs> you look a little further down here. Okay, Florida's eleven, UCLA at thirteen. Okay, they're not top twenty five, but they should make this list longer. <laughs> top one hundred and twenty five. One twenty five works. They're ninety eighth. 
Just an absolute embarrassment Saturday night at the Coliseum. They lose to Stanford 42-28, to and it wasn't that close. This no, actually, was that, that score is actually incredibly deceiving. They <laughs> were really down is. 29. Yeah. Look, you know what? I, 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 my natural inclination is to get a little frustrated at this because I want SC to be good because I think, it's A, it's good for the city, it's good for the Pac-12, which is good for everybody that's out here. SC is still the standard bearer for this conference outside of the conference. You know, or Oregon is closing in on it, and they looked really good this weekend in their win against Ohio State. But, Al, SC long ago stopped caring about their football program. Mm-hmm. So I, I just it's really hard for me to get super worked up about Clay Helton. If they don't care, I don't care. Because if they cared about their football program, this guy wouldn't be here. I know that there was a ton of noise about, oh, he's got to go right now. You can't wait to the end. Guys, have you not been watching? Have you not paid attention to what USC football has been under Clay Helton? They've had exactly one good window, and that was because they had an NFL quarterback in – it, 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 under under center, you had Sam Darnold there doing what he does, winning the Rose Bowl, being awesome, and basically bought Clay Helton a little more time. And then the pandemic bought Clay Helton a little more time because they didn't go lose to Alabama by 50 points. They don't care. If they cared, they wouldn't put this product out there. That's so embarrassing, Slee. They had Stan- Stanford's bad. Okay, Stanford got slaughtered by a Kansas State team that's not very good. They come down to the Coliseum and push you around, and that's exactly what happened. This wasn't a Hail Mary pass that found the right hands at the end of the game. Stanford smashed them from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, and afterwards, Clay Helton is saying, hey, guys, don't worry about it. we still got a lot more time. It's only game two. Well, Let's see what? it at the end of the year. Let's see it at the end of the year. Let's see it at the end. It's game two. It's game two. Right. And I, I have total faith in this staff. I have total faith in the men that are in there, players, coaches. Um, we didn't play our best tonight. But but I know this, uh, at the end of the season, um, see where we're at. See where we're at. I have total faith in this staff. Well, I'm happy for you, Clay. I'm happy that you have total faith. Well, what do you want him to because say? He, he's got, listen, nothing. this ain't I, what, what I don't it want. on him. It's not on Clay Helm. It's not. It's not on Clay Helm. It really isn't. I mean, he, he should have probably been gone two years ago. So I, I don't – at the end of the day, you ask, okay, who are the people above him? And you, you said something. I think this is the perfect thing to say. If they don't care, why should I care? You know, it's one thing to lose. This is going to happen. You're going to have bad games. How about, how about the vibe at the Coliseum yeah. on Saturday night? How about Twitter on Saturday night? Just, just follow Twitter. What are people saying as Clay Helton's running through the uh, – uh, going to the locker room, the boos at, uh, around the Coliseum? In the fourth quarter, there weren't any boos because everybody was already gone. They're, They're gone. all piling out. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's the perception, too. It's not just losing, like you just said. Let's say you lost to Stanford, mm-hmm. and you lost by six points, and it was a hard-fought game, and Stanford played well. That's one way to lose. The way they lost on Saturday – that's a whole different element. Trav, we just spent – we talked about the first half hour of the show. What were we doing? Talking about the Dodgers and their expectation to win a World Series. You said, Matt Stafford, that's a Super Bowl team. Lakers are going to be expected to go win an NBA championship. What the hell is USC in L.A. right now? Yeah. It, look, they abdicated their position as a football program that matters a few years ago. 
they've had opportunities to go hire real coaches, and they've opted not to do that. They've opted to bring in Clay Helton for reasons that probably only they understand. But if they're comfortable being a football program on par with Arizona, San Diego State, that's fine. That's fine. Just stop pretending that you matter. Stop, stop, stop talking about USC football in a meaningful way. And you know what? I'm going to give you credit, Slee. You said it on Friday. You were the one saying, you know, they haven't been good forever. You're right. And, and, and I, I, I was mistaken in believing that they wanted to be good. They obviously don't. They, they're obviously very comfortable having a coach that is a nice man, a decent man, and a pretty lousy football coach. That, and that, that, that's what you want? Cool. Fine. Fine by me. If you want to be Cal, if you want to be play, Arizona. They're playing it safe. Playing cool. it safe. Cool. They're playing Stop. it safe. Then, that's then what they I'll turn my attention. Because, look, here, here's what it is. USC's football program compared to UCLA's, it's night and day. The tradition is night and day. The, 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 the history is night and day. But the fact of the matter is, when there was a marquee coach that was available in Chip Kelly, who got him? UCLA. They went out and made a play to go get a real college football coach with a real track record that has won games in a real place, NFL pedigree. Maybe his NFL career wasn't great, but he's an NFL coach that has a proven track record in college football. They went out and got a big-name guy. USC got a nice guy. Okay, hey, so nice just to, just, hey, just to nice play guy. this off, play, play this off, Matt Leinert. He had a, a tweet says, this is just bad. I saw Oregon today up close and personal, and they would drop the hammer on SC. Two programs going in different directions. So where's Oregon? Oregon is sitting number four in the country right now mm-hmm. after that win on the road against Ohio State. And, and listen, uh, you know, if you're, if you're an SC fan or a UCLA fan, you should be rooting for the Pac-12, right? That's the idea of sure. the Pac-12 is because <laughs> your conference can't, hold the weight at some of these other conferences. So you need them to go have good wins. So then when you get a chance to play them, it makes your schedule look as good. We know how that, that trickle effect. But do you really – I mean, what does it matter when your program hey, ain't in the mix? They're not nice in the guy. mix. He's a nice guy. Apparently that's what matters. Apparently what matters is he's a really good guy. I get it. Sark showed up hammered at a function. It was embarrassing. I understand. I get it. It was embarrassing, and you needed to make a move from him. Well, why can't – wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Why can't you accomplish both? You can. Why can't you, well. why can't you find <laughs> – well. why can't you find the right <laughs> coach right. This is the to right lead question. your program and represent your un- university the right way? Uh, for instance, <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. The the really good ones are willing to look the other way at some stuff that make you uncomfortable, that might do something that make you a little uncomfortable. But you know what else they do? They're going to win a whole bunch of football games along the way. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Clay Helton, um, give him some time. He wants some can, time. Can we do this? Really can nice we do guy? this? Because I know we got Ashley coming up next. Oh, yeah, we do. At 10.55, let's take some SC calls. If you're driving around uh, Southern California right now and, you know, you're a huge USC fan, are you like Travis? If they don't care, why the hell should I care? You know, that, I think that's a great way to put it, Trav. 877-710-ESPN. We can take some more phone calls coming up at 1055. But not before we do Ask Slee, which is next. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, Slee, here we go. First up, GFish21. Allen. Please explain to me how the Trojan team bus did not leave the Coliseum and drive directly to the LAX tarmac. Hashtag ask sleep. They should have like a zone, an area there where it's just 
to, to fire coaches? Uh, that's a great question. By the way, you don't need to you don't need to come from another state to get fired. Just right there from USC, go right to, uh, from the call scene there. Let me ask you this question, Trav. You know, we're talking yeah. about fans and everybody else kind of giving up. Like, okay, well, they obviously don't care. You know, the one thing they really got to worry about. Mm. I don't know if you heard some of those quotes too. Some of the players, if these players start looking at things like we are the laughing stock of the Pac-12. And I don't think anybody cares, so why should we care? Then you got a different type of issue. Well, that's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. What what happens is this guy's not going to be here in a while. Well, I'm not going to listen to him. I'm going to make sure that I get what I need to get done, whether it's touches or plays, or I'm going to start looking to go somewhere else because I know that the guy that I'm is in charge of this program right now, right now, is not going to be here in a week, a month, or certainly by the end of the season. So why am I going to listen to anybody along the way? I also think that they should name it the Lane Kiffin Memorial uh, Tarmac, just so when SC comes in there, it's like, why don't you come on over here and uh, here stand in this little circle where the SC is painted, and yeah. you're done. There's I no surprises. That There's go. no surprises. It's better that way. There's more <laughs> honesty that way. Absolutely. All right. This is from Ryan. This is interesting. I didn't know this was true, but maybe it is. Why don't you follow any of us on Twitter? Hashtag Ask Slee. I think that's the, he's speaking for all of the Ask Slee regulars. Am I supposed to? Is that like a thing? <laughs> I'll follow well, him. Really that's up fine. To you. you can do whatever you want. But I, I'm saying, like, is that an expectation? I, I think it's totally your call. I think that I'm if all you in. engage with I'll them. I'll follow them. Done. <laughs> all right. I'll follow and, them. And, and then I will he, tell them. And, their life will not change at all. Their life will still be exactly the same. They'll just be more disappointed in uh, in me. All right, so now he has a more real question here. If you had yep. to change your name and these were the only three options, which would you pick? Look, these are good. These are good. I thought about this over the weekend, <laughs> the three mics. That's uh-huh. a great question. It's a great question. How good, a, how good of a question was that? Okay, what do you have? So you have to change your name to one of these three things. Yep. Chip, Jimbo, or Dabo. <laughs> I think he's going college. Chip Kelly, Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Swinney. Are you a Chip, a Jimbo, or a well, Dabo Slee? It's right out the gate. It's between Chip and Dabo. Okay, <laughs> right out the gate. It's between those two. Why, wait. Okay, fine. That's it's uh-huh. your. You get to do it. But why did the other one? And why did why did Jimbo immediately get kicked? Why is that? I don't out? know. I, I feel like that. That's so. It's such a stretch. Like it, nobody is going to say, yeah, that's his real name. I feel like Chip. And Dabo, I'm going to go Dabo on this one. Dabo is the one I'm going to take. I was going to go Chip. I thought Chip was kind of the safe bet here. <laughs> Throw people a little off there. That's Dabo Sliwa right there. D- Dabo has an interesting story behind it. Like, hey, oh, Dabo, really? Why Dabo? You can tell the story. Chip, it's just like, oh, hey, okay, cool. Nice yeah. to meet you, Chip. And what am I? Am I supposed to always be happy if my name's Chip? Like, you're hey, Chippy? Like, I, I don't want that. Wear a visor and join a fraternity, and then you look like a Chip. <laughs> I think that's how that goes. All right, Daniel Tapia writes... The Dodgers ask you to pinch hit. What is your walk-up song? That's good right there. I'll go Jay-Z. Okay. Song, he had the intro. Let me introduce myself. My name is O, blah, blah, blah. It's a great hype song. It's a fantastic song. And it's also kind of an intro song. So I go Jay-Z on that one. I'm going Welcome to the Jungle for all of the obvious reasons and all of the I other 100%. You know which one I thought you were going to pick? <laughs> huh? Nelly. <laughs> that would have been a good choice, too. I'm Nelly's go your guy. That's I'm your t- guy. I- Nelly is your guy. <laughs> I'm taking it back. One more here. This is from Drew in Los Angeles. 
Does Alan nudge people with his elbow after he makes a joke? <laughs> Hashtag Slee. Slee. 100% the next time I tell a joke that gets some good – first of all, you know, sometimes you could be batting three thirty three your jokes, right? You got a couple that go out <laughs> there d- doesn't deserve a nudge. <laughs> Next one I get that gets people nudges coming in. I don't do it, but I need to add that to the repertoire. That's a great. Do, that's I love that. Do you have a friend in your life that is a toucher? No. no. That that is the as they're talking to you, they're constantly tapping you on the shoulder, the knee, like, hey, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Did you hear what I said? Do you have one of those in your life? I, okay, it's a culture thing. There's certain cultures. You know, like Middle Eastern culture, I say my culture, a lot of touching going on. A lot okay. of touching going on. You know, like a quick little bear hug and an arm lock. I'm like, what's going on here? We just, I just saw you a week ago. <laughs> and then there's other people that, you know, hold their distance. So, yes, to answer your question, I do. Yeah, I've got one of those too. It's it's a lot. I like the guy a lot, but it's a lot. When they constantly have their hands on you, I could do without yeah. I lied. One more quick one because this is specifically for you from Francis. Does Matthew Stafford look like Elon Musk after keeping his space helmet on for too long? Okay, no joke. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. 100% not kidding on this. I was tagged on a photo. Uh, You know, people will send us information. I want to say maybe it was Jonathan Watson who sometimes will send us a lot of different different stories or photos, whatever the case is. Right. McVay was in the picture, and I thought, oh, wow, Elon Musk – is in the picture with McVay. I'm not kidding. That was my initial, initial response. <laughs> then I had to look at it. I'm like, no, that's Matthew Stafford. That's not Elon Musk. So to answer that, you know, putting that connection together, yes, there's definitely something. <laughs> Maybe it was Elon Musk after leaving his, air quotes, space helmet on too long. Astley is brought to you by Kia of Carson. This summer, find your next car SUV at Kia of Carson. Hurry into Kia of Carson for the best selection off the 405 at the Carson exit. Go to KiaOfCarson.com. You mentioned SC phone calls, Al. Let's take one oh, right now. We got some people, people fired are up. Fired we got some up. people fired up. Play the music in the background. Let's get that music in. <laughs> Let's start in Number Long 97 Beach. in the country. <laughs> Washington State coming up next. And Patrick. Patrick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Patrick? What's up, Travis? What's up, Donna? Um, real, I'll try to be like as, as nice about this as possible. I'm not upset. It's just it's more you're sad because at some point, SC just doesn't care. You know, the president doesn't care. They don't want to win. We can recruit as well as anyone. We're on Forbes' list of one of the richest universities in the country, if not the world. There's a good history of different decades of winning. We all remember when Pete Carroll was. We did what Alabama does to everyone, to everyone. We went to the SEC and, and destroyed Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown, and we're beating Virginia Tech. SC was the best, the cream of the crop. We're in L.A., and now that you can sponsor and pay players, what better place in L.A. to draw, like, from different businesses to pay players? And then somehow it's okay to have Clay Helton. You know, it's like, yeah. how about Cedars goes and just hires, like, third-rate doctors? And, and, and you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Patrick, you bring up a lot of good points. Thanks for the call. Al, you know what it reminded me of? He was talking, okay, first we of all, could, we could, Taylor, we could end the music now. Yeah, the music's now. Pat, uh, Patrick it, had Now a, it's getting under my skin. Patrick had a fantastic joke that you didn't respond to. He said, hey, Trav, hey, Dabo. <laughs> Can I tell you something? You just something? blew right when, past it like it never no, no. happened. I, 
I didn't know what he said. And I was like, what the hell did he just say? He called you by your new name. Not Chip, not Jimbo, but Dabo. Dabo Look, Sliwa. Here, here's, here's, <laughs> I like that a lot. Here's what USC is. USC is your favorite restaurant that sucks now. You went there for a long time. Maybe you proposed to your wife there. You used to mm-hmm. love the special, you know, maybe they made a pepper steak that you absolutely loved. And it was the yep. only place you could get it. And you knew that you were going to get it. And you knew that they cared mm-hmm. about their clientele and they were happy to see you. And then you had new in ownership the- came in. New ownership came in, changed the menu, yep. and just decided, mm-hmm. you know what, who really cares about this place? Hey, let's cut some corners here and there. You know That's what? what? Is. Let's not worry about the quality of our food. Let's just kind of, let's hope people come in because we're not too far from the water. For, forget the whole, you know, the food part is what's going to make this restaurant. Let, let's not worry about the product anymore. Let's hope people come in because they've always come in. They'll keep mm-hmm. coming in no matter how bad it gets. They're always going to come because, like you said, it's got a great location. Well, people aren't coming anymore, and the people that are there are getting more and more angry. More of your SC phone calls coming up in a little bit. I want to talk about Jalen Ramsey and what he did, but coming up nextly, we got to talk about Matt Stafford and how good he was last night because we haven't even mentioned one of the things that he did and one of the things that was out there that makes his effort even more impressive.